0: Most people are quitters, Just, I mean, just say it. Yeah, but it's like we're seeing what needs to happen and we know how much work it's gonna be. But the thing is, you wanna grow, you wanna be great, you wanna be the channel that you're dreaming about.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Give It Gas podcast where we talk about business and personal finance and growth Uh, marketing, all that stuff. My name is Travis. And I'm Dylan. Got Dylan. And we are going to double down on what we talked about, about the last podcast, because we really try to keep these within like 12 to 20 minutes. And I'm like going to try to stand firm on that. So sometimes we're just going to have part twos. And I got to the end of the podcast and I looked at Dylan. I was like, I could have gone for another 20 minutes.
0: I was like, let's go for another 20 minutes. He's like, let's go. Um, (laughs) Also,
1: we may change that up down the road right now. we Filming these at a certain time where we only have a certain window. So we'll see. But I don't know. I kind of like the 15 to 20 minute thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Let us know what you like. I'm sure you listen to podcasts that go longer. Would you rather just have parts? Um, So anyways, we are going to double down. I got a few more bits of information that I want to talk about, especially because I went and looked at a ton more houses uh, this past weekend. We had a parade of homes in Alachua County where they show their best of the best. But in the process, you see all the house prices... And it blew my mind but before we jump into that i know you wanted to talk about something that we have figured out on social media to a degree right yeah sorry i'm
0: trying to like get my (laughs) keys off um yeah so we kind of we were we were sitting around yesterday we do uh weekly we go through our analytics for our posts to kind of see where we're sitting and what's happening yeah Um, I used to not do that. Travis got me into the mindset of doing that and now we do that consistently. And um we did that yesterday. Uh to or not yesterday, we did that on Monday. Monday. Um and wait, today's Tuesday. That was yesterday.
1: Well we can't keep up. Oh, today the (laughs) podcast goes on Wednesday. We're filming on Tuesdays. People know you don't yeah, okay. But so we did that on Monday. Yeah. Whatever so, that
0: was for when you're listening to this. Yeah, so I wanted to pull it up real quick. Um, I don't know that I'll slap this on the screen for everybody because I don't want them to see like, our data specifically. But um, like, give it gas. Uh, just like on the side of what we were posting, we were posting like our normal uh, podcast post. Like this is episode seven, just came out today and released. This is what it's about. And I post it. You know, with the hashtags and everything. Well, last week we tried to do something new and we started posting reels. Um, and then we would post like our normal content, but we posted like two or three reels and then uh, – Counter that with however many of our normal posts. Which, in all honesty, we are way behind the curve
1: on reels. Like, I know that people yeah. are listening right now. And they're like, You're just now posting reels. Yeah. Well, sorry. We're not the
0: best social it's like media our people. started, what, like two months ago? Yeah. So. <laughs> we're learning.
1: You're learning with us. Okay. Maybe there is somebody listening that hasn't posted reels yet and they need to hear this. Right. So, right. welcome
0: to the Brotherhood. Yep. So, <laughs> um, between the month or between the weeks of March 29th to April 5th, our account was only reaching 57 accounts. Well, April 5th to 12th, I don't know if we posted reels that week. We didn't. Um, I don't know, oh, you know what it was? I posted a picture of my motorcycle. Um, and it brought the accounts reached up from 57 to 547. So you got to kind of know like what people think is cool, I guess, or, per se. Or what your audience is. Yeah. You learn what your audience is. And mm-hmm. the only way you learn what your audience is is through <laughs> tracking this data. Okay, yeah. keep going. And then uh, last week, the 12th through the 19th, uh, we saw a spike from 547 to 1941. And that was strictly off of reels that right? was strictly off of reels yeah one reel in particularly they kept getting just kept going yeah, it going just kept going. going yeah um so we ended up seeing that and we're like okay well something just clicked i think we figured out what we need to do but um, let them know the downside to reels as well
1: <laughs> so people know both this is why we track data mm-hmm. what's the downside to reels um they get a ton of views and a ton of
0: likes but it doesn't one instagram to yeah one instagram doesn't track the analytics for them No, it does you just have to like find it a little the only thing that it tracks is views likes and comments but to get all of the extra data that we want to put into the system that we normally put in all of our demographics and stuff we don't don't get any of that we just get the views likes and comments and that's it, which is fine if you don't do like real depth analytics. But we're doing like the real depth analytics to really see like where our growth is coming from and what it's stemming from so that we know how to uh, feed the right things to our audience.
1: Right. Which for those just tuning in for the first time, Dylan's talking about the Give It Gas podcast. And yeah, that social channel but really we also have two actual main businesses that actually put Mm -hmm. food on our table right now that's not give it gas and you don't have to jump into those but Mm -hmm. like we track that data hardcore because that data shows us who our customers are which is how we convert them on our websites and in stores and all that stuff okay so but my issue with it is i was like cool we have this huge reach but it didn't really create that many followers on the accounts, which means you have to go find those again, those same people again on the next post and hope the next post kind of travels along. So so it's good in the sense of it brought awareness. It's bad in the sense of we didn't
0: retain awareness. Mm -hmm. So now we're gonna try to double down, right? Yeah, so now we're gonna work on that retaining side of we're posting a reel once a day, and we're also posting our normal posts that we would regularly post um, as well. So we're grabbing, people's attention with the reels, and then we're bringing them back in with a normal post of this week, we're uploading podcast number 18, part two of the buying and renting series. Uh, Make sure to tune in. But the reel of the car racing down the street caught the people's attention, now they're visiting the profile, boom, they see that we're a YouTube channel. We just released an episode 20 minutes ago. Right. And we're doing that
1: every single day yeah weekday at least mm-hmm. yeah because you're like travis that's gonna be a lot of posts that's gonna take up a lot of time and i'm like and <laughs> okay.
0: i'm not gonna lie if anybody out there knows of a way we don't know of a way which there just may not be a way i don't think there is a way. but like uh i'll shout out buffer buffer we use for our social media we don't have an affiliate link for them yet <laughs> but still we need to we get an affiliate them. link yeah seriously yeah. buffer if you're listening buffer check us out do you have an but affiliate we use program buffer to uh, schedule all of our social media uh and put our hashtags in our caption choose our photo video whatever we want to post Put it through buffer and it'll automatically post for us uh as long as it's within the right parameters otherwise you have to go in and do it yourself because if so like if you're running at the scale that we're running at you if you don't pre-plan you're going to fail yes you won't post yes and you have to be posted we're learning that with stories <laughs> <laughs> so like, i'm doing them in my last like five minutes of the day when he's I can't. like i'm gonna get out of here i'm like have you posted your stories yet he's like, Crap. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we use them, but they don't post reels. And the way that they would post reels is an actual post feed, uh, not into the reels feed. So if anybody knows a way that you can schedule reels that post the proper way, without having to tune back into yeah. Instagram, mm-hmm. we greatly appreciate it.
1: Be we love awesome. Buffer. Besides that, but here's the thing: I I really think it's an algor- it's an API thing, not an algorithm. Yeah, I mean? it's. I haven't had my full <laughs> cup of coffee. No, I think it's an API thing that Instagram is just not allowing yet. So, yeah. But if you have figured out a hack, let us know. Seriously. Um, so, yeah. So, that's what we've learned on the business side of things. We will fill you in on how that goes. And more so, I think it's just continuously posting every single day. Now, we're going to be continuously posting twice every single
0: day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, and that that – honestly, that's, there's just something to think about. Like I was listening to a podcast this morning. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, they're new, they're doing, uh, let me phrase it this way. New people are doing what they think should be done. Once you get into we're we're what, like two months, three months into give it gas, mm-hmm. we're figuring out, you know, what's working, what's not Uh, just on our social media side we're still trying to figure it out on YouTube but YouTube takes a little bit more time to grow right Um, but like on the social media side we can see what's happening and for a lot of new people that start out they only if they don't see that immediate growth they don't push forward with it most people are quitters just I mean just say it yeah But it's like we're seeing what needs to happen and we know how much work it's going to be. But the thing is, you want to grow. You want to be great. You want to be the channel that you're dreaming about. Right. you got to make the sacrifices like these reels. Like we're saying this about the reels. The reels are going to take us like an extra. Take you, uh, not me. (laughs) take, Take me like an extra like hour and a half, maybe two hours a day to find the reels Schedule the reels and post the reels, but um, it's like it's a sacrifice that needs to be made. It's, it's get, putting in the work.
1: Yeah. We're going to talk about real estate and we can just dive right in about how people quit and you just need to keep going, <laughs> which maybe we'll just do that on the next podcast. Yes. Yeah, Number three <laughs> in the chain of, of stuff. But, you know, I mean, we were talking about that yesterday. Our, our YouTube is just starting to see a little bit more of like, oh, that's interesting. A mm-hmm. few more subs and stuff. Where did those people come from? Yeah. But I said that yesterday. I'm like, this is the point. We're 18 podcasts in there's plenty of times that we've showed up and we're like, we don't want to do this, right? We've rolled in late, we just hit it and we just hit go and we're like, we're gonna figure this out, right? Yeah. Same with YouTube, we're trying to figure out the after hour stuff, but most people don't want to, if they don't see, we, we live in this immediate gratification world and if you don't see those immediate things, you just fall apart, right? But it's more so on the business side of things, like millat has been going for nine years and before that, my grandfather started in the 80s right? Like the building blocks have been be- being laid for forever. And there's a lot of things that he could have done differently that he told me that he could have just pushed it to the next level and he didn't. But, um, Shailotech has been going for with me involved three years, but Matthew, um, it'd be cool to get him on and is like his, the way he thinks one day. Um, Matthew, like he started in the back of his suburban with one small machine and was like slowly cutting out sides and like doing it here and there and fighting for like years before me. Right. So like people don't want to, the answer is, is you just got to put in the work and people don't want to put in the work. People don't want to put in the work. All right. We'll get on that another day, but I do want to round out this real estate thing today. Um, real quick. I'm going to jump into that because we're already like 12 minutes in. This may be a 30 minute podcast. This may be a 30
0: minute podcast. That's why I was like, let's come in early. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Do, okay. Part one, do the work. Um, Part two. So, Megan and I went to Parade of Homes this weekend, which, again, I'll, I'll like double down on that real quick. Parade of Homes is where all the builders and all these different subdivisions and stuff, they're like, this is the best home that we put out come use us as a builder, move into this neighborhood. It's a few different things. And holy cow, there was like one home on there that was just absolutely stunning. It was the most gorgeous thing ever. Um, But the majority of homes were just in regular suburbia, not gated communities, which we were talking about this last week. I stand by my phrase that your average house is gonna cost you $350,000 right now. And why? Because we went into one neighborhood Tioga. Okay, we were in Tioga. Mm, um, that's expensive. You would think, right? Or it's they try to be, but there's nothing special about Tioga at all, is what I've concluded when I moved in
0: there. Do they, do they sit within the uh, Gainesville zip code or the Alachua zip code?
1: Um, I think it's Alachua. I don't think they're within side city Okay, because if it's
0: Alachua, then that would be... I'd understand that. If it was Gainesville, that'd just be weird. Here's the thing,
1: though. It was a street lower than... Okay, so for those of you, obviously, everyone listening, besides a few people that actually do live in Gainesville, don't know about Tioga, it's a small little, like, neighborhood that they try to build up some nice houses, and they have a few restaurants and a bar or something. They try to make it, like, its own little... What is that freaking movie with, um... Ah, oh, the guy that played Bruce Almighty, right. oh, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Shoot, oh, uh, this is gonna get me. Who plays Bruce Almighty? Uh, Carrie, no, not Carrie. Come on, Dylan. I'm Look looking, this up, I'm Dylan. Looking, I'm looking. Okay, anyways, it's a small little like utopia community. But we were looking at one house, and one house there. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. All right, now, oh, so, that took forever so to find. look at Jim Carrey's IMDb real quick and find out the freaking movie where he's, like, in this world all perfectly created for him. It's is going to bug me. And you're going to have to edit out these few pauses. Maybe not. Maybe everyone will. Perfect world movie. Everyone will be like. The Truman Show? The Truman Show. (laughs) Okay. So for the past two minutes, while Travis and Dylan have been trying to figure this out, you guys can all be sitting there screaming what it is. And we won't hear you. But we did figure it out. Okay. So anyways. throw a
0: comment in and be like. (laughs) (laughs) It was this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tag it. Tag it. Like time, time stamp comment it of what it is that you got it before the rest of us. Um. Anywho, so we uh, went and looked in this little Truman Show type neighborhood. That is what this place is. But it's on the south side, so it's not even in that neighborhood. You also have to cross over a main road, but they still consider it. Anyways, this house was 2,100 square feet. And when you look out the windows, you can't see blue sky. And the reason you can't see blue sky is because there's two houses right next to it. You can literally reach out the windows and slap the house next to you. Just like that. (laughs) is what i was focusing on and when we got back in the car megan's like you literally can't even see blue sky living in that house it was pending for five five hundred and seventy two thousand dollars not a block home it was wood which megan and i are trying to figure this out is we just assume that a block home would be more stable if somebody's in construction and can explain that like wood houses, like straight wood houses can withstand hurricanes. Cause we live in Florida and we wouldn't just lose our toothpick house. We want to figure that out. Somebody explain that to me. Like, and I'd love to get you on the podcast and we'll call you in because Megan and I are trying to figure this out. We're like, why would you not want a concrete? So this house built out of nothing but lumber, it's $570,000 on, I would imagine is a 50 square foot lot With houses on both sides. Obviously, it's not 50 square feet, but it was a 2,100 square foot house. So I stand by my phrase that the average house right now is $350,000. Do I think houses should be $350,000? Heck no to the no to the heck no, right? I looked at Megan and I was like, that house is at most worth $350,000 with where it's at, but they want an extra 200 grand on it. So, um, to kind of double down on the things that I didn't get to talk about last week and almost more prove my statement that right now renting is probably better. Unless you just found your dream home and you're going to put roots down for the next 30 years or 20 years and you have time to rebuild equity back in your house. Closing costs are gonna be anywhere for a seller between eight and 10% of what you sell your house for. Your realtors. You're the realtors are going to get 6%. They split it, and then they split it with their brokerage firms and all that stuff. And then you have a few other closing costs. So it usually comes out to between 8 and 10%. You buy a house for $350,000. You sell a house for $375,000. Do you have your calculator open? I got it now. Okay, okay. $375,000 times 0.09%. Well, it's point zero nine, not percent, but point zero nine, which would give us nine percent times three hundred seventy five thousand times point
0: zero nine. I wish I had my phone. We're using we're using my phone to record on the phone. Boom, <laughs> done on the computer. Point and click. Uh, thirty three thousand seven hundred fifty.
1: So three hundred seventy five thousand minus thirty three thousand seven hundred fifty. You said.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. Tell me what that is after I point and click and it takes me three years to do it. Uh, 341250
1: Perfect. All right. Leave that number up. So you just bought this house for Mm $350,000. Say it moves up 10% over two or three years. Say the market doesn't reel itself back in. It keeps going, but it slows down, right? You would have to sell your house for more than that eight or nine or 10% to even get your money back, yeah, right? Because you bought the house for 350, you're now selling it for 341, well, 375, but you're only walking away with 341 after closing costs. Mm -hmm. We already know what you're gonna lose 11 grand in interest, so you may not have even caught up on your principal to get it down to 341 yet, and that first year, if you had to move out after year one, year two, you could be in a big pickle, Yeah, and that only goes forward more when house prices have shot up like 30% on average across the country, especially here in Florida. Our house is up like 70% right now. It's insane. But I only think that's because we're in the, like, the way cheaper range. But I was talking to Megan. and I was like, you can't not think that as interest rates start to go up, it'll like reel itself in 10%. If it's gone up like 40, 50%, it's not hard to say it'll reel itself back in 10% which means that $375,000 house you bought, before we even talk about now you have to go and do closing costs, it's reeled itself back in, you're already down Mm $37,000 on that original house you bought. And then you have closing costs on top of it, which is another eight to 10%, right? So now we're 20% down within a few years. If you don't make up that 20% in principal payments, you are underwater on your house. Next thing, that. Megan didn't even know about at the moment, which I thought I had brought it up to her. Um, Mortgages are in forbearance right now. If you want to have your mortgage in forbearance, which forbearance means you don't have to make the payments, you can right now. Every bank, every mortgage company is offering it. And Megan didn't know because we didn't do it. Why? Because we bought a house that we knew we could afford originally and we didn't have to, we didn't even have to think about it twice, right? But your average person is in forbearance. I'm gonna say your average person. I don't know, but I'm gonna assume your average person. They took advantage of it. They held that money back. They're not making their mortgage payments right now because they don't have to. Well, the chicken's gonna come home to roost at some point. Iverson told Megan the cow's gonna come home to roost or something. She's like, that's not how it goes. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so the chicken's gonna come home to roost. You have to make up all those payments that chicken has not come home to roost yet. What happens when, because last podcast, I was originally talking about just interest rates going up. That's an issue in itself when we're about to get there to show that difference. But um, what happens when those people can't catch up on their mortgage? No one's talking about that yet. No one's talking about that evictions for, um, for rentals are still on pause in most parts of this country. You can't evict uh, a, a tenant at the moment. No one's talking about that. So these tenants aren't making payments, which your average, everyone I think, likes to put these like these landlords on this pedestal, of how like they're your ruler and they're making tons of money and like they're just ruling with an iron fist. There's a few corporations out there that own a ton of rental apartment complexes and things like that, yes. But your average landlord, I think owns two or three houses and they're literally skating by by the skin of their teeth. I I honestly don't believe you should be able to buy a rental property without really being able to like banks should, should really lock that down a little bit more, make people a little bit more invested in rental properties. It's really easy to get a rental property uh, if you have enough cash flow and a good enough credit score. But what that does is that makes these landlords, they're really skating by like they, they are most likely taking advantage of that forbearance right now because their tenant's not paying their rents. And your average landlord can't afford a house if the tenant's not paying. So no one's talking about that at all. Yeah. Like that 570,000, and I wanted to bring up that, that house in particular, that $570,000 house is not gonna be worth $570,000. It's just not. But somebody's buying that right now. And what happens if they have to move? Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about the $350,000 range. That $570,000 house, every 10% is 50 grand. So now we're talking about 100 grand that they're gonna potentially lose. And I'm putting money on this. I would put money that the market's gonna reel itself in at least 10% within the next two years. I will put dang good money on it. Somebody wants to bet me, bring it on. I love <laughs> it. I, I will be a betting man on that because I was talking about gambling last podcast if you're Mm -hmm. a gambling person in this market i will i will short you the other way and i guarantee you i'm going to come out on top because it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense that that house and it wasn't just that house it was house after house after house it was like watching the big short where they're looking at the mortgage brokers which very good movie if you want to go like understand what happened in the 08 crash but they're looking at these mortgage brokers and they're like, why? Maybe you could find this clip. I don't know if we would get pushed off. Not right now, but I don't know if in the post, I, I don't know if we'd get pushed off YouTube for this, but they're like, why are they? It was something I should have freaking went and found it because I forgot what it what they were saying exactly, but they had no clue what like they were doing. They thought they were just absolutely crushing it. They had no clue what was coming. These mortgage brokers that were pushing out all these loans mm. and thought they were bankrolling, right? And the guys are like, no, they're just bragging. And they were astonished, like they couldn't see it. And I feel like I'm that same person right now. Like, how do these people not see this? This cannot. We're in Gainesville. We're not in Tampa. We're not in Miami. We're not in like New York or Austin, Texas. This is Gainesville. The only thing happening to it right now is a few IT like software companies in the college. Mm -hmm. But half the kids aren't even at the college. They're still working remotely. Like it blows my mind. And then. The final thing, which also kind of proves my point, and then we'll we'll get wrap, wrapping up right now, because your average person doesn't look at the total cost of the house; they look at the monthly payment. And I know this because I'm seeing it. Right? <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're only like, and you're moving into a house, and you're thinking only about the monthly payment, you need to change your mindset because you're not going to come out on top you need to look at the total purchase price of what you're buying and is that value worth it? Mm -hmm. Same with cars, right? There's no reason a truck should be $80,000 right now when that same truck with the same building materials was like $40,000 two years ago. You're not changing my mind on that. Especially Fords are made with aluminum beds, so you can't even say it's a steel issue, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's a little jab at Ford because there's Chevy guys around here. Come on. (laughs) So... You need to change your mindset. You need to be looking at the total purchase price of a house. But we live in a world where, unfortunately, the average person goes, Can I afford that monthly payment? Okay, cool. I'm going to buy it. You're locking yourself into a 30 year mortgage. You don't know what's going to happen in 30 years. That's insane. My grandma always talked about this to me. She's like, You get these, they're writing mortgages to these 60 and 70 year olds. She's like, These people are going to be dead before that 30 year mortgage is up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, That's true. Yeah they're paying with it out of their retirement accounts and stuff and they can afford it, but they're going to be dead before that mortgage is up. But they're right. You're getting yourself into a 30 year mortgage. You're getting yourself into a seven year car loan because that's what they're pushing them up to right now. Blows my mind. I just, I had to refinance my car and it was both in Megan and I's name. I just put it into my name. Mm-hmm. So it freed up some stuff. If we did go purchase yeah. a cheap house and they offered me like seven years on a refinance on a 2018 car. I'm like,
0: <laughs> I literally asked the lady, I'm like,
1: people are doing this? This car is going to have 250,000, 300,000 tracked miles on it.
0: By then. Yeah, by
1: then. Yeah. Like, this thing could be so in this the gutter car, somewhere. Yeah, this car may be getting demolished like, somewhere. <laughs> by the time that's up. Jesus. That blows my mind. Okay, so, anyways, right now, because we were basing our, our, our stats on 3.1%, I think, interest rates on the last one. If you can afford a $1,500 mortgage a month, that includes your principal, your interest, your, um, I think this calculator is taking into a, a, a taxes and stuff like that too. We're just gonna assume it is right now. You can afford a $350,000 house according to this little mortgage calculator from Google's doing it right now. Um, you can afford a $350,000 house. Our interest rate on our house as a new home buyer just one year ago was like 4.6%, which is where your average person is going to, if interest rates start to creep back up, is gonna be. Like your average person listening to this podcast that's not a millionaire yet is going to, probably has somewhat of a decent credit score, not an amazing, not a horrible one. We've talked about credit scores before, go back and listen to those podcasts. Um, If it creeps up to a 4.6% interest. You just went from a $350,000 mortgage to a $290,000 mortgage is all the bank will write you. That's only
0: 1.5%.
1: That's where it was before the Fed dropped it because of COVID. Right now, if you're listening to this thing two years from now, which I hope you are, that's awesome. Like We are coming out of COVID. And I say coming out of because I'm being optimistic that we're coming out of COVID. But COVID happened. Interest rates dropped the government was doing everything they could to make sure the floor that of a bubble that we have built up in this country has not like will not pop so that's why interest rates are so low right now they're just trying to keep cash moving because the average person has all their assets built up in their house they can't afford for people to start seeing their house prices drop because people will freak because they don't have any other assets besides that house that they're sitting in the average person yeah um and what's in their 401k in their cor- corporate job. um. So that just took $60,000 off the table. There's your 20%, right? You can't tell me this isn't going to come down the pipeline. So all that to say, in the grand scheme of things, and we'll wrap things up here, because all right, that allowed me to kind of finish off what we didn't talk about yesterday. Right now, if you're looking at buying and you're not going to find a rental, Or what is ultimately going to come a rental, which I will say, make sure that thing's built right, because I wouldn't trust that house with sticks in Florida to last over 15 years. Mm -hmm. Odds are, hurricane's going to rip through it here at some point. What are the hurricane standards on it? I don't know. I imagine they have to, like, there's codes and stuff in Florida, and they have to, like, build to those codes, but you still can't tell me it's going to be better built than a block home a center block home. Mm-hmm. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong. I really want to learn because I don't know and I don't have the time to research. We have too much crap going on. But I really want to know because I'm looking into this right now. But even like, there's a subdivision here in Ocala that um, I had a buddy, he has a flooring company, um, Jack, he was telling me that that subdivision is having nothing, they had all the Chinese drywall issues where like all the drywall's molding like crazy and wow. all this stuff and those houses are only 10 years old. So,
0: wow.
1: Unless you're gonna go find a rental that you know is built appropriately. My house was built in the 40s that we're gonna try to sell. I'm like, with as much stuff has ripped through this state since the 40s, if that house is still standing, it's probably built well. They don't build them like they used to anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, But unless you're finding a rental or unless you found a house that like, we are going to sit in this thing for the next minimum 20 years, I can guarantee it. Like my job's not going anywhere we're going to raise our kids in this house, then okay, because the market will recover in 20 years. And people are going to say, well, the market's not even dropped yet. It's coming. I'm telling you it's coming. I'm putting dang good money on it. It's coming. But the market will recover in 20 years. But if you don't know what your next seven to 10 years looks like, you're really not dying right now renting. Mm -hmm. You're really not throwing money away. If If it would be any cheaper than your mortgage that you're going to be in right now, you're not throwing money away. Now, if it's more expensive than a mortgage you, you can touch, like we're only selling our house for 150 grand right now. It's not much. We bought it really cheap. Mm-hmm. That mortgage for that person is only going to be like $900. It makes sense to step into a cheap house like that. And that's what I told Megan back because we bought it right before COVID. We've only been in it a year. That's what I told Megan originally when we bought it. I'm like, this thing could reel itself back in because we didn't, we thought the market was going to be dropping last year. Right. And I was like, we're going to be just fine. That's like a vacation, right? (laughs) Like that will recover. So if you're shopping below 200, 250 grand right now, maybe go buy because a rental is going to be more expensive. And you could start to argue like that difference that you're saving in your mortgage right now, that you'd be paying over a rental, as long as you didn't lose it in, um, or you didn't spend it in stupid stuff, and you started to throw it in the market or other investments, or invest it into your company that you're trying to build. Okay, cool. Like, there's other arguments that maybe we should just—we're not gonna—we're not gonna touch part three next next podcast, but we'll touch another argument another day if we get enough people yelling at me. Um, but unless you're looking under that 250k range, because that's about the range where rental costs start stepping up above your mortgage cost you should be renting. You really should until you see what the heck is going to happen in this market because it's prepped up. It's like, it's no one, no one knows what's going to happen in the next seven years. And if you do, you would be a billionaire right now or you'd be on your way to be being a billionaire because you could see exactly what the market would do and you'd be set. So that's my own personal opinion. Someone DM me, someone, no, don't even DM me, comment publicly because I would love to deb- debate you in the comments. I don't get to debate anyone else because my wife doesn't like debating. So I would rather debate somebody else. Um, so that's what I got. That allowed me, thank you thank you for those that have hung in there this is our longest podcast yet we're yeah. at like 32 minutes so far we've never gone this long so no, thanks haven't. for people that have hung in there this is feeling good man <laughs> podcast 18 18 18 putting in the work it's feeling better i used to come in with nerves mm-hmm. like anxiety somebody at the door <laughs> is there yeah well it's only 9:49. 49
0: <laughs> yeah um so we do have one more thing to let you guys know. Yeah. We just talked about um,
1: putting in the reps
0: and <laughs> well, we're pausing. Yeah. So we're taking a week and a half off. Uh, today is our last podcast uh, for April. I we're have to come back on the fifth.
1: Legitimately travel out of town. Like not just for business where I can work that schedule. My... Um, niece is getting married and I'm going to go get to see my grandmother and stuff. So I'm disappearing. We can't record. I really don't want to record over Skype or phone. That's like the one thing I want to hold on to on this podcast. So we're going to pause just for a week and a half, hopefully, because we'll
0: be in the new space. Yeah, that's the other thing. Travis is leaving and then we're immediately jumping into the warehouse. We hope
1: everything goes smooth. We hope the next time you see this podcast it's in the warehouse. And then right after that, we're gonna have a special guest. So we're excited. Uh, say a prayer that everything goes smoothly because a lot of stuff happening over the next two weeks. We appreciate it. We appreciate you hanging in so far. We're still going to have after-hour stuff on the YouTube channel. So if you're bored and you still want to listen to our voices or see our faces, go check out the YouTube channel. We'll still be posting stuff there for after-hour stuff. Um, We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you hanging on for 18 Podcasts. If you're just joining, you're like, dang, I'm going to miss them for a week and a half. <laughs> we got 17 other podcasts you can go listen to, and you can see yep. where we started on podcast number one and see where we're at now. There's a little bit of growth. Just in, I can't wait to see like 50 and where we're at at 50, you know? And it'll be <laughs> a little bit of proof of like, go see where we started. If yeah. you want to talk about putting in reps or if that works too hard, go see where we started. Yep. Um, that'd be a fun, like, after hours business thing once to like, reminisce on mill out and shalo tech a little bit and like take everyone over to the crystal river store
0: yeah oh we should do that that'd be cool yeah we still have yet to go over to crystal river store i haven't seen it. you haven't seen it
1: it's cool (laughs) it's cool all right thanks guys so much for listening for tuning in um or for watching if you're on youtube we really do appreciate you and we will see you here in a week and a half yep see you in a week and a half (laughs) peace